Okay, so you've done it. You've decided to start your own business. You registered your name, you opened your bank account, you obtained your HST number, and even built a beautiful website. You're ready to do business, right? Sure, but how will people find you? I know you said you have a website, but having a website without proper search engine optimization or SEO, it's like opening a shop in a dark alley in the world's largest city without proper signage leading customers to your door. Only those who know exactly where to look will find you. Everyone else will just walk on by to the next shop with proper signage and brighter lights. SEO can be daunting without some basic understanding of how search engines work. This month, we're going to learn some of those basics. Why? Because it's just good business. Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego, and this is Just Good Business. I'd like to welcome my co-host for this month, Sheena Lyonnais. Sheena, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me on, Al. To what do I owe the honor? Well, I'd love your professional opinion. On what? Well, as the manager of digital marketing at Moneris, I'd love to get your opinion on the podcast's rebrand. Oh, well, I think it's great. You do? So far. So what? Well, I like the new name and the music, but you can't just create something, put it online, and hope and pray that people will find it. You can't? No. Now you need to work on the SEO. SEO. Search engine optimization. Sheena, I know what SEO stands for. <laughs> Great. Well, now you need to work on that. But for those who might not know where to begin, not me, of course, I'm asking for a friend. Where would you start to work on the SEO? First, I would drop the, it's just SEO, search engine optimization. Okay. And you've already got a great start by beginning with a unique name. Remember, Shop Talk was far too common. Mm -hmm. Too many other podcasts had the same name. So we went back to the drawing board and now we have a new podcast, Just Good Business, with a unique name that is easier to identify in search results. Yes. And thank you for your help with that, by the way. You're welcome. It was a team effort. Now, if you were a business, you'd want to buy a domain name that is the same as your business name. That's one of the easiest ways for customers to find you. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, and another easy tip is to claim your Google business profile. So those are the blocks you see on the side of a Google search with all of your business information, including photos, phone number, website address, reviews, and any other key information about your business. Oh, so that's where Google gets that information. That's right. And Google tries to fill in that information based on what's available online. But claiming your business profile is the easiest way to make sure that the information is correct and up to date. I think that's one of the tips discussed in this month's featured interview. That's great. Who's your guest? Well, our feature is Rob Rapiti. He's a digital marketing consultant and he lives and breathes SEO. I can't wait to hear what he has to share. I won't make you then. Here's my chat with Rob. My special guest this month is digital marketing consultant at consultant Rob Rapiti. Welcome to Just Good Business, Rob. Thank you so much for having me here, Alan. It's a pleasure to meet you and be on your show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Consulta does? Consulta is a platform that has a variety of consultants in various disciplines. Mm -hmm. And the beauty with Consulta is they're all vetted. Right. And everything is laid out on their profile. So you know quite a bit about the consultant. And not only that, you get a free uh, one-hour consultation. Right. Uh, when you first joined Consulta. Yeah, it's a pretty cool concept. Now, your specialty is digital marketing. That's correct. Which is perfect for our theme this month because I want to learn as much as I can about SEO. It's one of those things that I think I'm doing the right thing, but it's really hard to tell. So let's talk about SEO. For example, uh, as you might know, 
uh, we just rebranded this podcast. And one of the reasons we did is because our previous name was a little too common and we were ranking very low in search on Google. So in order to improve that, we rebranded to Just Good Business. So if I were coming to you as a consultant asking you for advice on how to get our search up, what are some of the things that you would recommend to begin? So if you're a small business or a medium-sized business owner, there's a variety of items that you want to make sure you have. Like first and foremost, mm -hmm. this applies to the majority of businesses out there, not necessarily all, but definitely 90% uh, of the businesses. And that's getting your Google My Business listing. Without a Google My Business listing, it's very, very difficult to rank on Google. Okay. Um, you know, here's the thing. Google uses over 200 different signals uh, to decide on what it's going to deliver when you type in your query, right. right? So it's really important that you have your Google business listing because in that Google business listing, there are several signals in there. And that also includes your reviews, right? If mm -hmm. you have higher reviews, then you will potentially rank higher on Google. So, you know, that's just one thing a small business or medium-sized business should be looking at. That's interesting. I've never heard of that before. Where where would you go to set something like that up? Easy. You go to google.com. Mm -hmm. There's a very good chance that your business is already listed on Google because okay. they will obviously scrape the internet. The big goal of Google's is to map the world and map all of right. the data in the world. So if you Google the name of your business, and if you see it, there's a little button that says claim this listing. Okay. And then you have to go through a verification process. Now, one thing I, I have so much trouble with, and, and right back from the, my blogging days, is meta tags and descriptions and alt text. I mean, I can enter so many, and, and I, I don't know if I'm doing it right, right? Like, for example, if I have a business podcast, do I use business as a tag? Do I use podcast as a tag? Do I also use the word podcasting? And, you know, have multiple kind of versions of the same word? Like, what are some of the tips you have for tagging? I would say all of the above, no. but uh -huh. it has to be focused on your business. Right. You, you want to narrow down. What you really want to do is narrow down the, the descriptive words that you're using in the tag. Mm -hmm. Use very specific as opposed to broad, depending on obviously what it is that you're doing. But tagging is really important. Um, and you mentioned meta descriptions as well. Yeah. Meta descriptions tells your reader what this page is. But here's the thing. It doesn't just tell your reader what the page is. It tells Google's language. Now, Google uses an algorithm that is called NLP, right. uh, Natural Language Process. It uses something called schema. Okay. And what schema markup is, that also helps translate to NLP what it is you're trying to say on your page. Mm -hmm. So essentially what you want to do is you're using schema, you're using meta tags, you're using alt text to tell Google's algorithm mm -hmm. what's on the page. So Google will then analyze this information and determine if your page is more important or better put together than another page right. when it comes to search results. Okay. What's the difference between a tag and a keyword? It's a big difference. So okay. a keyword is what you use on page. So for example, if you're writing a landing page, okay. if you're writing a blog, if you're writing a blog about SEO, yeah. obviously what you want to use is the term SEO. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's a keyword. Whereas a tag is sort of like a category or a classification, right? right? So whether it be a blog, whether it be a podcast. Mm -hmm. So, and a keyword is what you want to rank for. So for example, if you happen to have a cannabis business, you want to make sure you're using keywords around the term cannabis, right? So a keyword is in the content you're producing, whereas a tag is, is attached to the content. Yes. And it's often done in the back end of a right. website okay. or like on a Google video. Yeah. 
Okay, that makes sense. Let's talk a little bit about the Google Search Console. What it is, mm -hmm. it's the third-party software that you connect to the back end of your site from Google okay. where you can look at analytics and statistics that pertain to your ranking. So any business should have a keyword strategy and every page, mm -hmm. uh, or as we call it, content pillars, should have their own keywords. So it's really important that you put into Google Search Console mm -hmm. the keywords you want to rank for on the pages. And what it does is it analyzes it and it provides you with a report, right? So if you're familiar with Google Analytics, Google Analytics is all about data, uh, whereas this uh, is all about rank, but it also obviously includes data as well. Right. So it's going to tell you what words you are currently ranking for. Mm -hmm. Google prefers websites that are updated on a weekly basis. Okay. So if you have a page that you want to climb the ranks in your area or for certain keywords, then you have to add to it, you know, and then there's blogs and then there's internal linking mm -hmm. as well. It helps tell Google's algorithm mm -hmm. what your content is about. The biggest thing right now everyone's talking about and concerned with is AI. How do you see that changing SEO going forward? That's a great question. And in all honesty, I don't expect it to really change a lot in the immediate future. Yeah. Google, uh, you may have noticed yourself and some of your listeners may have noticed that when they go onto Google, should they choose to use AI search, they have a bit of a different interface. Mm -hmm. So for one, that interface takes up a lot more real estate on the screen than it did before. So whereas before you have what is called the Google knowledge box, where it has like, you know, the primary three, four listings or yeah. beside the map, you, you may not necessarily get that. So that's, that's one. But the other thing as well is, the average consumer will likely not adopt AI anytime in the near future as mm -hmm. far as replacing their search codes. And then there's another point as well. Bing, who uh, obviously has a big investment with ChatGPT, mm -hmm. they are changing the game a little bit. I use Bing Chat every single day. Huh? I never used to use Bing products, but now I use Bing Chat and that leads me to use Bing as well, mm -hmm. uh, where I haven't before. So I think Bing yeah. will end up uh, getting a little bit more search, mm -hmm. but right now it's open territory as to what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's there's so much going on between uh, AI and search. I think it's important for people to know that um, you don't need to worry about whether or not you're going to adapt AI. You, you're already using it. You don't even know it. That's right. That's what I used to tell people all the time over yeah. the last couple of years. You're 100% right. Mm -hmm. What's meant by the term on page versus off page? Excellent question. So on page is what you do both to the front end of the website when you include the keywords mm -hmm. and the content, as we mentioned. And, and, and for the record, that's what we call SEO enabled content. Okay. And then the meta tags, the descriptions, the alt text on the back end. Uh, that's all what we call on page. And then off page is when you have links linking back to your page. Right. Google puts a fairly hefty uh, weight on this when determining search results and what they're going to offer. Mm -hmm. So it's really important they have a, that you have a strong backlink uh, strategy. And that's not just a backlink from any old website. They tweaked their algorithm a couple of years ago, and now you need to backlink from websites that have authority. So for example, if you're a small business mm -hmm. and you had a grand opening and your article, you had an article done in the newspaper and that newspaper, chances are their website has high domain authority because a lot of people go there, right. they read it, has a lot of traffic. So if they link your website from there mm -hmm. and that article lives forever, well, that's good for you. And that's just one of many that you require over time. And there's a lot of companies out there as well that will uh, provide backlink services and strategies. 
Okay. So uh, let me just kind of recap here some top tips that we've talked about. Number one, you should claim your business listing on Google. Uh, number two, your tags and meta descriptions should be on point and, and updated. Number three, yep. update your page often. Google likes it if you're updating on a regular basis, at least weekly, would you say? If you can weekly, mm -hmm. that would be ideal. Number four, it's important to have a good keyword strategy. Yeah, that's one of the first things you should do. And that's uh, typically right up there with claiming your Google listing. Mm -hmm. And the last point we just talked about are backlinks and how important they are. The more links you have pointing back to your site, the higher your ranking will be. Yes, and that's relevant links, relevant mm -hmm. to your business. That's great. Uh, now, if somebody wanted to learn more about Consulta, where would they go? Very simple. Go to consulta.com. And if you want to look for me specifically, mm -hmm. just do a search for me, Rob Rapiti. Through Consulta, you're yep. a consultant yourself and your agency yep. is called Mastermind. Where can I find you? Very easily. You can uh, look for me online, either through LinkedIn or go to the mastermindagency.ca. Thank you so much for your time today, Rob. Pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. And that was Robert Petey from Consulta. And again, you can learn more about Consulta at Consulta.com or you can check out Rob's digital marketing agency at the mastermindagency.ca. Good news for business owners. Moneris has partnered with Wix to launch an all-in-one e-commerce solution built to help you grow and scale online. With the new Moneris Online, you can combine Wix's website builder with Moneris's payment processing expertise to effortlessly build an online store that is optimized for business and designed to dazzle. Launch your online store today and enjoy no monthly fees for three months and eight free hours of website creation support, a savings of up to $764. To learn more, visit go.moneris.com slash Moneris Online. Now it's time to look at the data with our resident expert on consumer spending data, Sean McCormick. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm good, Al. How about yourself? Not bad, but I'm, I don't think I'm ready to talk about what we're about to talk about. But I mean, it is November and in a month, it's the holiday season and we're talking about the holiday shopping season. You're not a big fan of the holiday season, are you? You're one of those guys? I, I, I love the holiday season. I just don't like how much it costs. <laughs> <laughs> right well guess what it's going to cost you four percent more this year than it did last oh, year. oh no so we're going with the numbers already so let's talk i mean we're going to look at uh, last year and see if there are any trends for this year uh four percent what, what does that mean well that's 3.8 percent is the inflation number right, that, uh, right. that bank of canada released so that that's a little inflation humor there for you <laughs> i didn't get it sorry <laughs> uh, so what can we uh, you know uh, learn from last year that'll help us this year well, I can tell you that the busiest shopping day of the holidays in the recent history, anyway, dating back to 2019, has been Black Friday. Right. So Black Friday was the busiest shopping day on November 29th mm -hmm. in 2019. It was the busiest shopping day on November 27th in 2020. And it was the busiest shopping day on November 26th in 2021. Right. Those were all Black Fridays. Yeah. Last year, the busiest shopping day was on December 22nd. Wow. You know what December 22nd was, Al? What was that? It was the Thursday before Christmas. Christmas landed on a Sunday last year. Oh, okay. So December 22nd mm -hmm. ended up being the busiest shopping day. So two theories around that. One yeah. might be that it, uh, it was a perfect storm in terms of the date and that Thursday traditionally being a busy shopping day. Yeah. But one of the last opportunities to get out and shop before Christmas. Mm -hmm. So there was that. That might have been the reason. 
And another reason could be that the luster of Black Friday is wearing off a little. I mean, it may be not the luster, but it seems to me that five, six, seven, eight years ago, Black Friday, there were some screaming deals out there, like mm. insane deals. Yeah. And I don't know, this is just kind of, you know, my, you know, licking my finger, putting it in the air. Mm -hmm. It kind of seems like 10% off Black Friday deals. I don't know. That's, that doesn't get me in a store. Yeah. Um, 30%, like the, the old Boxing Day style of, yeah. of discount. The door uh, crashers. Maybe they aren't, they aren't there anymore. Yeah, the door crashers don't seem to be as big anymore. To that effect, mm -hmm. it seems that people aren't flocking to Black Friday and Cyber Monday like they have previous. Now, sure. all of that said, consumer behavior has been in flux the last two and a half years. So, you know, these are single data points that need to be taken in a, in a broader perspective. Mm -hmm. However, I can tell you that uh, looking at um, the holiday season last year overall, uh, it was up 3% mm -hmm. versus the holiday season in 2021. 3% mm -hmm. um, might not sound too bad, but this time last year, inflation was running between 6 and 7%. Right. So that spend was only up 3%. That's actually a step backwards. Mm -hmm. If you look at Black Friday of last year, it was up 3% versus Black Friday the year before. Again, looking at inflation, that number actually represents a step backwards. Cyber Monday year over year last year was only up 1% versus Cyber Monday in 2021. So perhaps the luster of those events has worn off. However, what those two dates do represent, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, mm -hmm. they do still represent a shopping event. Yeah. And we know this because we looked at week over week data on Black Friday and Cyber Monday from last year. And Black Friday versus the previous Friday, so seven days prior, national sales, total spend, was up 13% right. versus the Friday before. And Cyber Monday versus the previous Monday on the calendar was up 8%. Yeah. So those are still significant yeah. increases in volume. Right. The question is though, looking at the broader holiday season, are those two shopping events still the big dates to go shopping for consumers? And um, we'll see what happens uh, What happens this year. If we see this trend two years in a row, mm -hmm. then it is definitely becoming a trend. Last right. year was just a reversal of the shopping day champions. Mm -hmm. I feel like Cyber Monday might just be a victim of, you know, online commerce coming back down to normal, <laughs> right. to pre-pandemic levels, right? And there were a lot of, you know, last minute shoppers last year. So we'll see if that happens again this year. People are waiting to the last minute to, to do their holiday shopping. Interesting to note mm -hmm. that Cyber Monday, regionally, mm -hmm. um, there were huge variances across right. okay. Canada. So it was only up 1% in aggregate across the country. But the one region where Cyber Monday showed significant year-over-year -year growth was in Atlantic Canada. Right. Um, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and PEI all showed double-digit year-over-year increases. Mm. New Brunswick up 16% versus Cyber Monday in 2021. Nova Scotia up 12% versus Cyber Monday in 2021. And PEI up 11% versus Cyber Monday in 2021. One theory I'll throw out to you there mm -hmm. is that folks in, a, in Atlantic Canada, they don't have the same access to the plethora of in-store availability that 
we might in southern Ontario or yeah. in the lower mainland in BC or in you know Edmonton or Calgary, Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Regina. There just aren't as many chains located yeah. out there. Obviously, lots of shopping options, yeah. but it's different. Well, I was just out there a couple of months ago for to record stories for the podcast, and yeah, I heard that from a few people. It's like the concentration of population is such that yeah, there's a lot of people remote who uh, can't get to the big box stores as easily. So it makes sense that uh, online commerce would be a little higher out in that area. Yep, definitely. But, you know, we're looking at our second holiday season Mm -hmm. since the end of the pandemic. In my mind, this would be a normal holiday season. Last year still wasn't quite normal. We were only, the pandemic restrictions were only a few months in the rear view. Mm -hmm. People had a lot more disposable income last year. Um, And when I say a lot more, I mean, you know, built up savings. I think generally, if you look at what the economists are saying is that that savings is depleted now. Mm. And we're kind of getting back to a state where people are spending Mm -hmm. uh, what they have now it's not what they have in the bank in this savings account that they were that they've been building up yeah so a bit of a return back to normal very likely okay well thank you so much for your time today sean my pleasure that was Moneris's director of business development sean mccormick and if you like his insights into spending data you could follow him on linkedin and also check out Moneris's new data services website at moneirisdataservices.com Coming up on Season 5 of Yes, We Are Open podcast. I head east to Atlantic Canada, making stops in Newfoundland. Yes, we're open. Nova Scotia. Yes, we are open. And Prince Edward Island. Yes, we are open. Eight new Canadian businesses with eight new stories. First episode drops October 2nd. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And that's all we have for this month. Sheena, what did you think? Well, I think I need to start my holiday shopping before the malls get too crazy. Ugh, not looking forward to that. I'm happy to do my shopping online. Let the gifts come to me. But don't you miss the energy of the mall during the holidays? Ah, humbug. All right, Al. Well, what about you? Did you learn something this month? I learned lots, and I can't wait to put all of yours and Rob's SEO tips into practice. Go get them, Al. Search page one. Here I come. What's going on next month? Well, December, we always talk about charities and not-for-profits. Is the season. I'm also hoping to have some early holiday consumer spending data. That would be very early. Yes, but what good is data if we can't use it right away? Looking forward to it. So that's all we have for this month. If you're listening right now and you have any questions about SEO or any other business-related content, you can email us at podcast.moneris.com and we'll try to answer them in future episodes. Thank you so much for co-hosting, Sheena. Thank you, Al. Anytime. On behalf of Sheena, myself, and the rest of Moneris, it's just good business saying thank you for listening. See you in December. <laughs>